0: Good morning, everyone. It's Shiloh and Jonathan, and we are having some cafe. We're sitting outside. We took a little adventure this morning, and so we are in Napa, California, looking at the mountains and feeling the sun on our face this morning.
1: That's right, we are, and uh, wow, it's it's remarkable because you know in Sonoma where Musea is. it's it's on a very flat plain called the Carneros which is the uh, an area that sort of bridges between Napa and Sonoma counties but basically it's the apron next down next to San Pablo Bay so the mornings are always kind of foggy and socked in and cold and it's like uh until about noon and here it's like crack of dawn first thing in the morning lights just pouring in at 7:30 <laughs> in the morning you're like I don't know which one I like better but I, the, the it's crystal clear and beautiful temperature so it's a wonderful morning to be outside drinking some coffee and
0: drinking some coffee and, and identifying the the exact location of a moonrise for the supermoon super, moon, super yeah, blue moon we're,
1: we're trying to we're trying to get an angle on it right like okay at 8:59 p m uh, tomorrow we need to be in this azimuth according to the Location of the, it's like, you know what, just walk outside and look at the damn thing. Farmer's
0: Almanac obsessed over (laughs) (laughs) there. So, we are talking about a pretty important topic around these parts, which you could almost say is the origin topic of everything that we do. And the topic is your relationship to life and what happens to you, through you, at you, and from you. It's really your positioning. And uh, so I'll just tell you the, the earliest philosophy that we started teaching in our legend course, which exists in every legend course that ever was, is this idea. I happen to life. Life doesn't just happen to me. And that framework is so different than what most of us are raised with. It's so much more than just a positive attitude. It's like... It removes the victim whenever possible. It elevates the idea that we have cause. It takes into consideration that shit is just going to happen all around you, but you get to choose once you sort of calibrate to what happens. So it's something that perspective of I happen to life happens sometimes after hard things and traumas and good things, like it's like it doesn't always happen in the middle of the happening. It happens a little bit later. You're like, you know what? Let me shift my orientation to this.
1: It's hard to it's hard to deal with in the moment, right? Because what's it, when you when it's in your face, you're like, you're not exactly thinking, well, how can I how can I be in relationship with this? And uh, most of the time, you just got to deal with it. I mean, and then that really is the fact of the matter. Of course, what we hope for is that with the resiliency tools of intentional creativity and, and through the legend course and in other ways you'll be able to sort of insert that before beforehand you know as a, as a resilience tool or as an acceptance tool and then be able to break it down to the, but it just doesn't always go that way sometimes yeah. you just got to get through it Yeah. and then on the other side say okay so now that I've handled the immediacy of whatever has happened yeah uh, how can I be with it? Right. How can I change my yeah. orientation to it so that I understand that I might, you know, that I'm not a victim. That it, yeah. It, that it just happened. And, uh, our, my old friend, Noah Martin, Christina Rilos husband told me one time, he's like, he was, he was poking at me and I was, cause I was, I don't know, whining about something, I was <laughs> whinging about some particular topic. And, uh, he's like, well, oh, you've made a mistake. I'm like, I I have? He goes, yeah. He's like, you've made a mistake. You think that when things happen, they're about you. He's like, they're not, they have nothing to do with you. They just happen. You just happen to be standing there when they go down. Mm -hmm. Right. And they may involve you because they affect you, you know, whether it's love or money or home or shelter Mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be. Uh, He's like, but the things, the ontological things that happen in the course of, uh, of your lifetime, in fact, have n- nothing to do with you.
0: And so defining ontological, because there are things, there's, there are variable external factors, as Jonathan calls them, I call them happenings. <laughs> yeah. So there are things that are happen, you know, nature happens, finances happen, insurance happens, cars driving by happens, like, so there's things that are happening out there And they are all impacting you and you have to respond to all of them. Then there's serendipities, which occur as if the things happening out there are aligned with the world in here. And you're like, hmm, you know, and sometimes that happens where like a word will get mentioned three times in one day and you haven't been thinking that word. And how did that happen? You know, and there are all there's all kinds of wonderful and made up ideas about serendipities and attraction and noticing and willpower and focus and all of those things, that's yet just another level of the happenings. And then there's things that you actually cause and bring forward by choice. And that's one of the focuses of legend is that causative behavior and exploring that causative behavior before you cause it in the physical plane in your painting. And this is a concept, I've only recently learned this, that um, some of the deep old shamans used to practice which is to bring that which happens in the dream world into the upside daytime world that you try to bring things through and I've been doing that lately from my lucid dreaming space to try to bring something through from the dream world into the physical world and so if you think of early shamans doing things like that but in order for that to happen you sort of have to have some clarity on your dreams but an intentional creativity. When we are at the painting, at the canvas, we are in essence in a kind of awakened dream state. And what we do mm-hmm. is we work it out at the canvas, and then we see what part of that makes sense to bring into the outer world. I don't love that term outer. I can't figure out how to. I've been struggling with that language for a while. So it's like the inner world where dreams and imagination's happening and then the world at large.
1: Well, you's, you could you could adopt Werner Earhart's stance of Does, here and there, right? So what happens locally uh-huh. when you say, I'm over here,
0: yeah,
1: you're talking about, I mean, if I were even standing, as I sometimes do, if I stand next to you and we're literally nose to nose, even if my nose is touching your nose, I'm still not here when it comes to you right I'm still there because I'm external to you so you're there and I'm here and vice versa you're you could say to yourself well I'm here and he's there so that's kind of how the world works too right if you say here you mean in this place where I am as me
0: but here world and their world doesn't sound very good
1: Yeah, but it's, but it works. It's (laughs) ontology. I didn't, I didn't say it was sexy. I said it was ontological.
0: If it's not mythopoetic, the muse won't Uh, remember it. Oh, well, okay. (laughs) So something for the world that is the world outside of the physical, spiritual, emotional field that you are. But regardless, let me just bring it back to this point. As we're at the canvas, we are in an awakened dream state, which allows us to be in that liminality and things begin to occur in the painting that we then ask ourselves, what part of this do I want to bring into my life? The most basic thing that sometimes happen is people get peaceful and then pissed. Uh, Peaceful because you enter a flow state and pissed because you suddenly are just so freaking searingly clear that what's happening in your life isn't working for you. And then you get mad at yourself and then sometimes at everybody else, including the cat and dog. So um, (laughs) that's one of the things we warn against. Like, don't bring legend realities into your life right away. You must bring the painting all the way through because in order to get the teaching, you have to come all the way through and go to step 13, which is where you tell the story and you sign and title and sparkle. And that kind of ties the whole thing up into actions that you take. But that's part of what we're doing is dreaming into that liminal space and seeing how do we then want to change our lives? How are we going to happen to life instead of just letting life happen to us? So I would say this is one of my specialties, having practiced it since uh, 2005. You could actually find it in my earliest book, Color of Woman, this concept. And it's one of the things that has drawn people to me sometimes because I am absolutely a hopeful, positive person. Without negating the really effed up things that are happening in the world. In fact, Jenna for joy or Jenna Owen, as you may know her, our director of education at Musea, one of the reasons that she decided to study with me in the first place many, many years ago is because I said, I like it here and I like it here on earth was such a radical idea. And it's still kind of a radical idea.
1: Not a lot. You know? of, yeah. I don't think a lot of people on this earth share that opinion.
0: Yeah. It's a that, tough
1: place to be. Yeah,
0: I think of that brand. Life is good, or and that be. that kind of went wild, right? Life is good.
1: Uh, yeah,
0: I yeah. like it here. is is sort of my catchphrase, and then I start saying to myself.
1: Well, I had puppies and stuff. Yeah, life is good. You know, the, yeah, that the t shirts they had yeah. it had puppies and kitties <laughs> and stuff. So you know, yeah.
0: So the idea of I like it here. Um, If you like it here, where you are, like generally speaking, being in a body and a life and exploring, it sort of immediately helps your orientation of looking around at what's happening for you. That said, as we grow older and shit happens and we start to feel oppressed and grief actually settles in as a day-to-day partner in your experience then it's really time to ask yourself how am i going to be at cause which is all about your relationship to it which is one of jonathan's specialties
1: yeah you know uh it was at least in my in my particular case it's it's almost about uh, trauma and trauma response um because uh you know my, other than being a dairy kid and having 15 jobs trying to make you know money to buy three two beer and stuff like that when I got when the military was my first job like real like real serious job that I couldn't actually you know quit and uh, um, things uh, of course in my experience the things that happened to me in the military now, I wouldn't, wouldn't normally find myself doing those things or being in those conflicts that were like all up in my face and, and all around me. And so, but that was clearly the, that was clearly ontological. It, it, here I stand, and there you are, and here's what's happening, and it's going down, and and this is what it is, right? This is what is, which is purely ontological. So now, I had. I had, and here it comes, I had a choice of how to be with it. And I had to figure out, with of course a little bit of help, right? Meaning like, talking about it, counseling around it. The, 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 but I had to figure out for myself, by myself, how I was gonna be with it, so that it didn't really just melt my head. Right? right. And uh, because, they, because these things were bad, they were real bad and and involved combat and things that no one is supposed to see in their lifetime. And uh, when you see those things, and it doesn't have to be that dramatic, it can be even the small things. It can be, you know, a broken arm for, on your child, or it could be anything that, from the biggest to the smallest and everything in between. But you get to a point where you realize that Unless I decide how to be with this, a framework, a way of being with it, a way of of allowing that energy, sort of a keto style to pass through me instead of living in my bones and and my blood and my cells, unless I let it through or find a way to deal with it, uh, I'm probably not going to be a very healthy person.
0: Mm. Which is a, a really good point because it's one of the things that Jonathan and I talk a lot about is your your brain on creativity and yeah. flow itself of how do we create, you know, we can't live in flow all the time, but we can create opportunities to experience flow um, largely while we're engaged in a creative act. Like when, with me, it's painting, but you <clears throat> have that in the kitchen when you're making food and when you're making teas and herbal remedies. Do You just find yourself in richness and timelessness
1: yeah you know i i try to i had a, a chef mentor one time he was charlie trotter's right hand man his name was matthias Murgis. he runs a very still runs successful restaurants in the chicago area and um i remember watching chef Murgis work right after i had met him and he basically was like almost like a prize fighter Right? The only thing he was focused on, the only thing he could focus on was what was at hand. It's like, if like, you know, when you're a prize fighter or a boxer, right? If you don't pay attention to the guy in front of you, it's going to turn out poorly. (laughs) And so he was, and I remember someone tried to ask him something when he was performing some technique and I heard him mumble to himself, like, 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 I, I, I refuse to be distracted refuse to be distracted and uh, uh, so we all in my in my country world my West Virginia world um, I would describe flow state as just focus and concentration in a pure field meaning it's almost and it's detached from everything else it's just focus and concentration Mm -hmm. to the exclusion of all other features including time space body it's just mm-hmm. total total focus mm-hmm. and it's a guided or shall i say intentional focus right because the intentional focus is what's at hand for you right and it has to be delightful for you and or or not right i mean it's, it's it has so much it has so much to it but <clears throat> essentially it's easy to spot right cuz if you kind of snap to in a moment and say, wow, uh, I forgot where I was or what I was doing. Like, were you saying something? I mean, that's, you were there, right? And flow is kind of this mnemonic to to help us understand what it sort of feels like, because it is flowy. It feels like it has the features of flowing. Um, But to me, it's just absolute focus and concentration to the exclusion of all other conditions. And so, I love this new class that we have coming called Flow Nouveau. <laughs> I do. And I, it, that, this is reminding me of it because it is about flow. But Nouveau, of course, is new in French. New flow. N- new in French, right? Okay. Could, so, so, it could be uh, uh, Nuovo, right? In Italian or, you know... Could neo. Be, it could be Neo in Latin. <laughs> so, an- anyway... The, the idea it's almost like flow 2.0 mm-hmm. because we're not examining it from a traditional standpoint.
0: Yeah, in exactly. Particular,
1: because it just is. Yeah. All humans are capable of it and we all do it from time to yeah. time. Right. Yeah. It's like when my kids used to watch Barney, yeah, that like back in the eighties, right? They're watching Barney. The house could burn down around them. The eyes are not coming off Barney. <laughs> That's flow. It actually is. And so, uh, if you want to keep your eyes on Barney while the house is going down around you, well, this is the class for you. <laughs> but the, that
0: is such a man joke. Uh,
1: Flow 2.0 though <laughs> is is an opportunity to understand what your relationship is mm-hmm. to a condition wherein mm-hmm. you can achieve that relationship with something in such a way that you can refuse to be distracted mm-hmm.
0: and then harness the power that comes from that opportunity right and it's also a break for the system to me it's a achieving flow state every now and then is like a pattern interrupt and so it's like this chance to give your whole nervous system a rest I was
1: just gonna say it's like a it's like your whole parasympathetic nerve system just takes a
0: a, a smoke break and then you come out from it and there you are in this Place where you've actually provided some relief to your system for a while but the thing is is like so much of so many people are talking about flow these days and the way that they're proposing to achieve it is from the mundane to the magical um, mm-hmm. but rarely do they just focus on creativity as the way to get to it and it's weird because i sometimes want to call it a hack but it's not actually a hack it's the most direct way to the function that starts to facilitate the somatic reality of flow but what's really unique about our approach has to do with that focus piece that you're talking about yeah and the dedicated time and what i call bracketing time um and it's about having a beginning a middle a bridge and a completion to any process and so if, whether we're doing an hour-long class or a weekend class like Flow we are, um, there's a whole arc of the experience that's almost ceremonial because we've set it up to open and achieve and then transition and then complete. Well,
1: to me, that's either, that's both setting an intention mm-hmm. and creating a field condition.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Which allows your brain and body to know that you're going to be a part of experience, an experience for a while. So it's like you give this permission slip to yourself right. to focus. You're
1: sending a memo out to everybody, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, this is what we're doing everybody. So yeah.
0: Pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> Pay attention. Show
1: up on time. Brush your teeth.
0: Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for joining us for Tea with the Muse as we dive into being at Cause. And we've talked about everything from combat to Barney to Chef Merges. <laughs> <laughs> so I love conversations. You know, with now I have to
1: now I have to find out how combat Barney and Chef Merges <laughs> like Go into a bar. Right? I gotta <laughs> come up with something
0: that. When I open a conversation <laughs> with Jonathan, I know wow. we're gonna have all kinds of little segues and rabbit holes.
1: oh uh, well, it's my nature.
0: It's your nature to map associations between. Uh, it's multi multidisciplinarity, darling.
1: Wow, I'm gonna put that on my resume. Is that okay?
0: <laughs> go ahead. All right, everybody, have a beautiful day. Thanks for turning it, turning in, tuning in to Morning Cafe with Shiloh and Jonathan on tea with the muse podcast